0: And now, your local forecast.
1: And welcome back to The Forecast. This is episode five. And this one is about being seen to be heard. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is M4Sonic. Today, I have two co-hosts. I have Chief Street and Miles. So Or Mr. Merles. Mr. Mears. As, uh, that's your Instagram tag, right?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. it is.
1: So, this is my crew. Uh, we are all working out of Matrix Recording Studio. Miles is like, uh, what would we call you? Like our creative director for the film and photo studio and basically anything yeah. visual that yeah. goes on here. Fact. It up. The cameras. So, if anyone wants to like nitpick about the camera angles. Or... Yeah, don't. Because <laughs> Miles <laughs> spent so long trying to get all this gear set up for us. In this episode, I kind of want to touch on the next step for creatives. One of the big pain points for us at the moment is that you make a song and then how do you get anyone to engage on Instagram or on TikTok or on YouTube or any of the platforms with just a JPEG like, oh, my next song's out, like listen here or go off platform to find it on Spotify or Tidal or iTunes or whatever you use. Most people don't really know what to do. Like a lot of the clients that we have here, sure, come to the recording studio make music but what's the next step and how does anyone get ahead i mean that's what i was talking
2: about is like you use all that creative juice to get the music Mm. and then you have this whole other job left which is well now you have to get people to learn uh to listen to it yeah so you run out of gas and that's where you look to someone like mr merles
1: mr
0: merles yeah well that is the million dollar question isn't it how do you be how do you be seen after you put the work in I mean, in reality, at the upper levels, the artist is the artist, and it's not their job. Mm. And you do get to focus wholly and solely on the art of what you're trying to do. We
1: spoke about that in episode
0: four, but at the lower levels, unfortunately, or you know, and previously we've spoken about having big teams behind you, mm. and you know, unfortunately, at the start, you're a team of one, and you are your own content creator, marketing manager, social media manager, mm. tool manager, whatever the case may be, whatever whatever is required, you have to do it yourself, and that is often the pinch point for people because they might be great at producing or making music or songwriting or whatever the case may be, but have absolutely no idea how to use social media at a level that makes a difference or that gains people's actual attention. And unfortunately, we're at a point now where that attention is so hard to grab a hold of even when you are good at it and even when you are consistent or following a certain set of steps that it's still not guaranteed to work. So the traffic and the the volume of what's being put out at the moment whether it is music itself or the content around it it it's astronomical uh, the amount of work it requires is ridiculous honestly
1: and it's only going to get worse correct
0: unfortunately
1: yeah do you think quality will come back into the picture we we spoke about this earlier absolutely. that it's quantity versus quality absolutely so it's a pendulum
0: I, I look at everything as a pendulum. This pendulum swing has come from the ability to stream music online. It's still a relatively new thing having every album ever at your fingertips. Mm. In 10 years' time, it's just going to be a normal thing. I mean, it already is a normal thing now, but it's going to be so far normal that it's like, why are we making... It's what, something like 100,000 songs are added to a Spotify? Each at, week? A day? Or is it a day a now? A day. Oh. Or something along those oh, lines. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. Surely a day. Probably. hundred thousand songs. A day. That's three million songs a month you're competing against just on one platform.
1: When I got my first into the music industry, to the music scene, it was all visual. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you that don't know me, back in 2013, I made a viral YouTube video called Weapon playing on a launch pad in real time. There was nothing fake about it to this day. Like, I could whip one out right now and do it. No. It was real, but it had never been done before in the way that I was doing it. And that was the interesting thing. That was the gimmick. But it was two hands, top-down, bird's-eye view of a launchpad of me playing. And there was mistakes and all. It was very human for four minutes. It was, in fact, it was probably too long, especially in today's standards, like four and a half minutes
0: on YouTube. Whoa. I remember that video though. And because it was a new thing, it was so engaging that it didn't feel like a long video in comparison to what we deal with now.
1: Because I watched it back recently. I was like, oh, it's dragging on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank you. The interesting thing about those types of videos is that it took me 3 or 4 months to even build that project and rehearse it to the point where I was confident enough to even try and get a camera. I had no idea by the way what I was doing. I Was recording on my old man's camera. I think I was able to output a video every 3 to 4 months each time I was trying to step up the game each time. So I went from one launch pad to two launch pads and I had at one point I had four launch pads like it was getting nuts. Mm. The problem was all my eggs were in one basket. When I got my first club show, they're like, cool, we need a press shot. We need to put your face on a poster. Not that anyone cares because nobody knew who I was. Looking back on what I did and how I got to where I was, it was just basically everybody was just jumping in on the momentum that I'd already established as a one-man operator. Mm -hmm. And like I didn't have a logo. I didn't have any brand identity. I didn't have a press kit. I didn't have really any other approach to what I was doing as a musician other than playing on a launch pad. Yep. The record label wanted, you know, album deals. The publisher wanted albums. Uh, The clubs wanted Beatport number ones. It's like, I don't even live on Beatport. I live on YouTube. That Mm. is it. Then the YouTube algorithm started changing. Everything started like getting gated and limited because money. And I really feel for anybody starting out right now, which is why it's really interesting to have you with us today. Your job effectively, from what I've witnessed and why I'm so pumped you're part of the team, is to help artists with their visual representation, the visual medium, take a lot of photos, a lot of video, you do lots of branding. You've done everything from like websites, logo, like anything that encompasses and helps, you know, express the artist's vision. You help with that, correct?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I guess I don't pertain to be an expert at anything that I do, but... He's pretty good. The, He's pretty, uh, you are, pretty... Mate, you're talking yourself down um, I've I've done a variety of things all within the visual space over the last... Over a decade. One man band, I guess you can say. I have the ability to sort of do anything required to a point.
1: Can you give the elevator pitch to someone as to what the next step once you've got a song, what What are the real go-tos right now
0: to be seen? Swallowing a little bit of my own advice here really because it's just give up being a perfectionist.
1: Nice. Thank you, you. Give up. Like, you need to listen
0: to that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> especially if you just put perfection in the context of it is Completely subjective, anyway. So get out your own fucking way.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. You know, my opinion is if you if you were willing to put the time into making that thing, doing that thing, researching that thing, whatever it is, why put that time in to then let it just dissipate on a hard drive and never be seen by anyone?
1: I, I told you what I'm doing with my music, didn't I? I think so. I- I'm releasing three albums of work in progress. Good. Because it's at the point where it's like, okay, this song was at, the, at this level of technical ability, which was rejected by a label, but may have been absolutely embraced mm-hmm. by a follower.
0: I guess I take a lot of inspiration from the, the DJ community versus the typical artist community because they treat things completely differently. Interesting. A DJ will trial and error a song for three months in the clubs before they release it. They've got the crowd reaction. They know how people feel about it. They've assessed it for themselves mm. rather than just, oh, it's not done yet. It's not done yet. It's not done. Like mm. Mm. obviously not everyone does that and and you know, it's a confidence thing to do that. And especially if you it's also are so a privilege to do that. A privilege to be in the position where you can break tracks in a set and not yeah. run to dance floor. Once again, going back to the pendulum thing, we're at the volume the point of view at point of time we're at the quantity, not quality.
1: Okay. So what kind of content are you thinking though needs to be seen in 2023. As an artist? Like if you were to say to someone that just walked in off the street, they've said, I've recorded all this music and we listen to it like, this is fantastic. Right. No one one cares about the final
0: product. They want to see the process.
2: Nice. It's a good one because I've got clients who often ask that question and we spoke about it in the last episode. It's like, we help facilitate it but Mm. at the end of the day, there's
1: only so much that we can do from that point on and it's kind of up to them.
0: Mm -hmm. 100%. Did
1: I used to watch Dead Mouses live stream? I haven't in ages, and it wasn't even on his channel. I think someone was taking screen recordings from his yeah, yeah. Twitch or something and putting it on YouTube. A monster Studio. I'm like, why am I not doing that? I have all this gear, and there's this weird imposter syndrome where I'm like, but what if someone listens and thinks that I'm really bad? I'm like, nah, I should totally set it up. I should totally have
2: the live stream. From I streamed. The a few times on Twitch without telling anyone or whatever. And I reckon I got, I don't know, it sounds like nothing, but maybe like three genuine followers. Like, it was weird. I started just making it, like, working on the track I already had. So I wasn't sifting through snares for three hours, which Mm, I think... That is boring as hell to watch. So I was already started on something. And then people were like, oh, hold on a second. Like, you're not shit. Like, show us something done. And it turned into me just showing people demos and songs I've already made. And then everyone was like, what the... This is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so, yeah, I mean, that's such a good one, the process, not the outcome. or It's like the journey of it all, I guess.
0: There is too much ability nowadays that someone can fake the whole Mm -hmm. thing and just put out the final product. Very easily done. So, you know, that's not the impressive part anymore because it's so achievable that anyone can if you had a hundred grand in the bank and you go, all right, I'm going to go spend 20 grand on a producer. I'm going to go spend 10 grand on a vocalist. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And blah, blah, Come blah. to Matrix.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, do that. Absolutely
0: do that. But no, you know, you, you could culminate an yeah. Ed Sheeran or a, or a, oh, a totally. Beyonce or, a, or a whatever yeah. with enough money. Yeah. But that's not interesting anymore until you have the fan base. And then that's a different thing. Fun fact, you know memes
1: yeah, I'm aware of them. And trending TikTok dances that are user-generated. Digital mm. campaign money. No, oh, even bigger than that. Did you know there are marketing agencies employed by a record labels to create the meme, to create the trending TikTok dance viral sensation, yeah. and then it is all staged and it is all built so that they… Yeah, yeah well, we know
2: this. Well, yeah, I was going to say, for but, us, it's
1: like, yeah… So that the sheep of the world go, oh, that song must be good.
2: It's it's like, yeah, you go, okay, we've got our single coming up. We're going to get these 10 creators to do a dance to the 15-second clip we've already got established. That's going to be the dance. Mm -hmm. And then you put it out, the song, and then the dancers follow. The dancers follow, and then all the followers of that guy then go, oh, look, they just danced for 20 seconds to this song. Now it's trending. I'm going to do the same, and it's just...
1: It's a perception game.
0: Yeah. We're back to the pendulum thing again, right? Let's say they would pay Kylie Jenner a million dollars for a post or a million dollars to advertise a product. And that was great up until TikTok came around. And now you would rather pay 10,000 influencers, Mm -hmm. $100 each Mm -hmm. Mm micro-influencers to do the same advertising because they know that the demographics and the spread of audience that they're hitting is 10 times what it would have been from that one influencer, purely just because you have 10,000 people, different people's different audiences, not 1 million Kylie Jenner fans.
1: That's really interesting. I think to, to wrap this episode up, the key takeaways I've got from you, and I think this goes for everyone, is don't be a perfectionist. Get out of your own way. Document the journey. And then I think to summarize this all, I think you mentioned something really interesting about the micro-influencers and whatnot. If we were to try not to appeal to a mass audience and just had a hundred superfans, which is it is achievable Absolutely. with all the tools that we have and all the platforms. If we had one hundred fans and we could grow that number over a year or two to a thousand people, thousand superfans that bought tickets to shows, that bought merchandise, that listened to your music on streaming platforms, and engaged and whatever, you can make a living from Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Takes a thousand people, but start with a hundred. You got to nurture your community. But yeah. In order to do that, we have to unroadblock ourselves. Correct. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. If you guys want to follow these two guys, follow Chief Street at Chief Street. And yours is Mr. Merles. That's the one. M E R L S. That's correct. Yeah. And then you can follow me at M4Sonic. We're going to have this conversation regularly because I think. What we're finding here at the studio is that there's lots of pain points that we kind of make, we construct it in our own heads and it seems to be an ongoing problem for most creators. And if we can just break down those doors, it's, it's the same
0: story over and over.
1: What do I do after the music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, tune in on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Music. If you have any comments or feedback too, you know, get amongst it, reach out to us, let us know. Uh, would love to answer some questions in upcoming episodes. Until next time. See you later. Thanks, man. (laughs)